FreedomFoodsIndiana.com is here to bring fresh fruits and vegetables right to your door. No need to ever leave the home or deal with the stress that is having to go to the store. FreedomFoodsIndiana.com makes it easy to order fresh fruits and vegetables online with the click of a mouse. I'm Rob Kendall. I love FreedomFoodsIndiana.com and I know you will too. It's a great way to keep your family eating right without the hassle of having to shop. FreedomFoodsIndiana.com Rob Kendall, Jim Merritt, the program Statehouse Happenings, your weekly look at what's going on with Indiana politics and government. How are you, my friend? Robert, I am well. I hope you are too. Great Memorial Day weekend. What'd you do? Anything fun? Uh, just your really. Whole life is fun. <laughs> well, the weather is beautiful, and uh, I got to see all all four granddaughters. Oh, yeah. It was a very nice weekend. All right, so a lot to get to today. Abdul's going to join us here in a little bit. We'll talk about what it was like to run for the mayor of Indianapolis. But first, Mike Pence. You know him, right? Yes, four decades. Yeah. Uh, do you remember your first? So you were, of course, a, a, a state senator for 30 years. Right. He was the governor yes. for three and a half very long years. <laughs> and uh, I guess technically he was the governor for, for four years. Um, but do you remember when you first met Mike Pence? Absolutely. I walked into a, a room at the Fiji fraternity house, and here's this. A uh, young man with... Where was that? Where was, at PG, Hanover College. Hanover College, yeah. Uh, this young man that I I was told that had an interest in politics, and we were both in college. I was at Indiana University, and he was at Hanover College. I walked in, and he had a blue sweatshirt with Hanover uh, across the front, and uh, we sat and talked about politics, and his, his hair was coal black back then. <laughs> and uh, yeah, we, he he's always been interested in politics, and... We struck uh, struck up a friendship from then on. Uh, did you ever think when you had that first meeting? What without that, that would have been in the seventies, probably. Uh-huh. Maybe eighties, seventies. Yes, seventies. That he would someday be the, the vice president. Uh, yeah. No, I knew he wanted to run for office, but back in nineteen seventy seven or seventy eight, seventy seven, uh, probably seventy eight, uh, I really had no idea that I was looking at the future vice president of the United States. Well, we mentioned Mike Pence because it has come out now that as the former vice president, former governor of the state of Indiana, he is set to, according to multiple news sources, announce that he's going to run for president June the 7th in Iowa. Uh, uh, Before I offer some opinion on this, because I had the great misfortune of working, I guess, technically under Pence for a period of time. um, What do you think? Well, first of all, anytime anybody, including yourself, uh, offers themselves to run for office and serve, uh, I, I think it's kind of monumental. I, I, I look forward to uh, his campaign announcement next week. Uh, he's seen the inside of the White House. He's seen the inside of Congress. He's been a governor. He's managed the state. And uh, it will be very interesting to see where we go from here. Uh, I, I would expect Chris Christie to to run, so the field will be large, and and the vice president will, you know, he's his own man, and uh, I I think that he he will offer something different uh, to the field that no one else has, and his experience in running the country. I found his time as governor to be a colossal disappointment based on the things he said versus the things he accomplished. You were there 
Uh, and I'm not saying that in a sense of I'm indicting the legislature, which I've done that plenty of times. But I'm saying for you, did you find that a disappointment? I mean, because it was grandiose speeches and bravado. And I mean, let's face it, he's remembered for the Riffra disaster and just in. And he didn't accomplish a whole heck of a lot the four years he was governor of the state. Well, you got to look at the total picture with the legislature as as uh, we were with a solid majority in the House and the Senate. And uh, there were um, there were successes there, and um, you know he he um, was accessible to me, where other governors kind of weren't. If you know, get my drift. <laughs> <laughs> and, and so I, uh, how I, could someone not be accessible to you? You're the <laughs> nicest guy in the state house. Well, the the gov, gov then Governor Pence and I got along really well, and. Uh, um, he worked as a team with the legislature, and we did have some success. Let's bring! Oh, he's back! Hey, look at look look who it is. <laughs> <laughs> Read thin. <laughs> uh, the one and only Abdullah keeps you Welcome back to State House Happenings. So, what is what is it today? Guess who lost the mayor's race? Is the <laughs> well, that's why I'm so excited to have you both on together. <laughs> How's uh, it going, Jim? <laughs> I've missed you. Not so friend. well now. <laughs> Uh, hey, if, if you can't laugh at losing, what's the point in being here? I know, I know. <laughs> well, I want to get into that here in just a, a little bit. Abdul Akib Shabazz joins us once again on State House Happenings. But let's talk about, you obviously covered Mike Pence for a long time. Abdul, are you surprised he's taking the plunge for president? No, not really. Mike's always wanted to be president. Mike's looked in the mirror every day for like the past yeah. 20, 30 years and said, I can be president. Yeah. But then again, so have a lot of other people uh, as well. So Mike officially jumping in the race uh, doesn't surprise me at all and it became abundantly clear uh when mike was governor that he was getting ready to run for president because he offered up the, the business personal property tax cut uh did some cultural uh, things uh and was basically sort of a, a caretaker of indiana unlike mitch Daniels had sort of the bold vision visionary ideas to take indiana forward mike was like hey mike's like hey let me get from 2012 to 2016. When Mike Pence was governor, and Jim and I were talking about this as you uh, sauntered into the studio here, I found it disappointing in terms of the things he talked about when he was running versus the things he accomplished. And look, you cover all all arms, all corners of Indiana politics. I think that's sort of the conservative takeaway of Mike Pence. He didn't deliver on a lot of the things he promised. Um, like I said, I said Mike was more of a caretaker governor. He was just basically, I'm just driving the car to get to 2016. Now, Mike took a little a couple detours along the way, Riffer being the worst of worst of them all. Well, that was a disaster. That was, right? that was mean, a disaster just waiting to happen. And and well, what's interesting though is when when the whole world was falling apart and literally everything collapsing, um, Mike was at the governor's mansion. It was him. It was Rose McVeigh. Um, it was uh, Tom. Uh, he used to run the Jerusalem Post. He used to Rose. Philip, Tom Rose and Bill Smith, uh, his chief of staff. They were all all through. Yeah, Tom, yeah, Bros McVeigh, and they were all there because Mike was frustrated over what to do. Yeah, and and uh, and how about uh, the right thing? Yeah, but how about how about not do it, not do it at all? And I, I'll never forget because uh, what's his face? Uh, Tom Rose was like, you need to stay with this, you need to fight it, don't let the liberals win, blah blah blah. blah. Bill was like, we need to compromise. It was it was just a mess and a disaster. And the family was off often like in Syria or, or, or Israel for like vacation. It was like Easter weekend. It was it was just a mess. I remember writing about this in the cheat sheet. And remember, Bill Smith, like, well, how'd you find out about that? It's like, because that's what I do for a living. <laughs> well, okay, so let's talk about that. I maintain Mike Pence. Oh, uh, Jim, I'll start with you. I think Mike Pence, 
is surrounded by what I have called and found to know as the Gravy Train Brigade. And I have dubbed them that because those are people who for many, many years have hitched their wagon to Mike Pence. It has at various times included very prominent employment. And those people are going to be completely lost if Mike Pence isn't doing something that they can cling to like grim death. And I'm convinced the Gravy Train Brigade, you know the names, we don't have to say them here, are the ones who've convinced. Abdul's laughing because he knows it's true. Are the ones who've convinced. I've missed you so much over the past three months. (laughs) Jim, am I wrong, though? I mean, he's surrounded by people who are totally dependent upon him for their their power, their influence, their whatever. Well, if you look at any presidential candidate or candidates um, statewide or local here, they do have their posse. They do have their support. And and, and many times people um, are, are gathered to a, an individual, a candidate, because of what they can do for them or what the candidate feels or, you know, Pence has a has a nationwide network of, of people that are, are wedded to him because of what he has done in Congress and and uh, what he did as vice president. And so it, it happens. People do surround a candidate, and, and there is a, um, a benefit. And so it, it, it's no surprise to me. I, I What I'm interested in, and, and Abdul, you touched on it, Mitch Daniels was a disruptor. And, and this state needs a disruptor now. They're, everybody's just really kind of status quo right now. And how is Pence going to run a presidential campaign? Is it going to be issues oriented, or uh, is it going to be wide open? Uh, he always says that he's conservative, but not in a bad mood about it. How is he going to run for president? Be- before you answer that, though, Abdul, please confirm the gravy train brigade for Mike Pence does exist. <laughs> that is a thing, right? Uh, I would argue all politicians have a gravy train brigade. <laughs> of yourself. Yeah, exactly. Ours more like Prina Dog Chow. Um, <laughs> no, no, with, with Mike running for president, uh, like it'll be interesting to see what issues he stakes out in that circle of, what, like, what, 10 candidates so far? Yeah. Right now, and then he's also announcing the same week as Chris Christie is, who we used to like Chris Christie until he became basically Donald Trump's whipping boy. Um, and now he hates Trump. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, <laughs> whatever. Yeah, so it'll be interesting to see what position Mike stakes out because all the, all the, all, Donald Trump has his core, like 25, 30% of Republican primary voters. That's his yeah. floor, his ceiling. So the more people who get in, the worse, the better he actually gets for Donald Trump. Because, right, right. Because once again, all they're going to do is just divide up the anti-Trump or or the, or the non-Trump vote. What What's the uh, – Abdul, you have obviously worked for high-profile campaigns. Jim, you have been a senator. Somebody had to sell him on this, right? I mean, there, is there like some graph, some convoluted graph by which that, you know – No, Mike, Mike, I told you, Mike was sold on this from day one. So he even though he has no ch- – I mean, let's be realistic. The guy has as much chance of being president as I do. I mean, it is t- it is a two person race, DeSantis and Trump. Well, you see, but yeah. see, but I disagree because I argue in a presidential race, anything can happen between now, between now and January, and now in the New Hampshire primary and Iowa and South Carolina. So, and usually the person who's the front runner this early on, it doesn't end up being the front runner at the end, unless you're like Hillary Clinton, you just totally clear clear the field. Yeah, Pence is going to need a breaks. Uh, it's like, like Jeff- people to break things. It sounds like <laughs> it's like Jefferson Shreve running in in, in Marion County. He's going to need breaks in the next six or seven, or five months in the November uh, 
a municipal election in Marion County. And so uh, the Pence, the Pence train, if you will, is going to need uh, it, it, it's there's always implosions along the way. And, and he's going to need um, he's going to need some help, some help along the way. I don't know what poll he's looking at that shows that he's at 10 percent or 20 percent that gives you some life. The one from the gravy train brigade. That's who the, <laughs> that's who the poll he's looking at. Please, we need jobs. Yeah. But, Rob, I, I'll tell you, you put Mike Pence in a diner in Iowa. He'll have everybody by the time he's finished. He is a great retail politician. FreedomFoodsIndiana.com is here to bring fresh fruits and vegetables right to your door. No need to ever leave the home or deal with the stress that is having to go to the store. FreedomFoodsIndiana.com makes it easy to order fresh fruits and vegetables online with the click of a mouse. I'm Rob Kendall. I love FreedomFoodsIndiana.com and I know you will too. It's a great way to keep your family eating right without the hassle of having to shop. FreedomFoodsIndiana.com Rob Kendall, Jim Merritt, Abdullah Shabazz. The program is State House Happenings, your weekly look at what's going on with Indiana politics and government. Uh, before we get to Abdul's run for mayor, let's talk about this. We would be remiss if we didn't mention it. Uh, Jim Lucas, State Rep Seymour, arrested, uh, I guess you would say, Wednesday morning. Uh, allegations include DUI, also fleeing the scene of an accident uh, down there. Uh, near State Road 11 and Interstate 65 in southern Indiana. Uh, Jim, you have been a part of the state house, or we're a part of the state house for 30 years. You work with Lucas at all? Yes, we we've, we have conversations, and uh, he's kind of a hoot when he comes on here with you. Uh, but uh, I, I, I every week I get a, an email from the Public Servants Prayer, and coincidentally, Representative Lucas is on that to yeah. pray for him. And, and everybody uh, should. Yes, everybody should. And I feel for him. I hope he doesn't have a problem uh, with 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 alcohol. Uh, but I think I think he needs to take care of it and uh, and talk to his constituents, talk to his caucus. And um, I hope I just I I hope and pray that he's okay. Abdul, we talked about this yesterday, and you're obviously a lawyer. Uh, to me, when I look at this, just from a pure whatever issues Jim and I have had aside, the fleeing the scene is the big, I mean, the first one is the big one. Obviously, DUI is a, a very serious thing, to not to anyway underscore that. But people have, you know, come back from that. Politicians have recovered or whatever. But that fleeing the scene that's going to be a, a hard one to wiggle around and still stay stay in office. You're the lawyer. You know this better than I do. What say you? Uh, well, a couple of things. Uh, number one, uh, Jim should get a really, really good DUI. Jim Lucas. Jim Lucas should get a good. Jim Lucas should get a really good DUI <laughs> attorney. Uh, because number one, because that's what you need in a situation like this. Number one. Uh, number two, if he's convicted of a felony, and a lot of a lot of things will go into that equation. Do you, do you plea bargain? Do, do, do you work out things with the Jackson County prosecutor? What what goes on there? But the thing is, if he's convicted of a felony, then he has to step down because you cannot serve. You can serve up until the point you're convicted, but once you're convicted, then that's that's it. So the, so the question is going to be for Jim. Uh, obviously, you want to try to plea bargain as much as you possibly can. That'll like you know, look at your past record. Do you have any previous DUIs, any other previous criminal history, that sort of thing. But uh, or or as part of a condition, like hey, we'll drop it down to a misdemeanor if you'd agree to step down and go get some, go get right. yourself, you know, some kind of help. Yeah, the Abdul is exactly right. The fleeing 
uh, that is the sticky point. And uh, it, it's alleged uh, he'll have his day in court, and uh, it, it, it's going to be very interesting to follow because he's a, he's a rock star in southern Indiana. And, uh, and, and for the cannabis uh, trip, along the way issue uh and 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 the gun issue uh he is held high and, and so i i just kind of wonder high as in high as steam <laughs> not high as yeah, in high. you just kind of wonder if he had a gun in the car if he had his license you know there's just a lot of questions when it comes to jim lucas well, and, 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 the, and the police and the law enforcement has not released the 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 results of his blood alcohol content and well, there's going to be body cam video. Obviously, yes. the report claims they saw him away from the vehicle walking. So, you know, who knows? Uh, and I said this yesterday, and I'll say it again. Uh, Jim and I have a interesting... Lovely, a roadrunner in, road coyote relationship. Interesting past. And I said this yesterday. I do not want to see this happen to anyone. And Abdul, you and I over the years have been given potential to do stories on people who we may or may not like. We have investigated those to the fullest. Sometimes we have found there's merit, and we, we no pun intended, right. and we, we cover them. And there have been times where you and I were just talking about one yesterday where there's allegations, and even though I load the person, you look into it, it doesn't add up, you don't cover it, because you don't want personal demons to be the downfall of anyone. I, I wanted, only, only a couple of people prefer their personal <laughs> well, demons of course, it's you, right? You want, well, you, one one person in particular who, who you know quite well well you want you i want to see jim lucas lose at the ballot box by the voters that's how i wanted to see him go out because that's voters rejecting his job in the state house i don't want to see somebody's personal issues that endangers them and other people be the cause of this well you know when you run for office and abdul experienced this uh everything is out there right. for you. Your record, your personality. Uh, uh, Jim is a disruptor, and and when you get to be in that spot, in that some that spotlight, uh, it, it's bright and it's hot. And uh, and and if it would have been any other legislator, uh, it, it, it we might not even know about it. And and the other, and the other thing too, the where I think it's important to remember in politics is. It's one thing to be a disruptor. It's another thing to not have friends. Yeah. Because you need... Say, tell us what you mean by that. Because because at the end of the day, something stupid is going to happen to everybody. Yeah. Because that's just the nature of life. However, when the stupid thing happens, when you have when you have, when you have friends or at least decent relationships in a, in a legislative body, the, the hammer doesn't come down as hard. Or locally. Or, or locally, for that matter. Mm-hmm. Well, and it, you know, it was, it was interesting because... And you got, you got, I'll ask Abdul. I'll start with this with Abdul. I mean, that was a local story that broke this. It was the local paper there in Seymour. So, I mean, how does that work? I'm not asking you to reveal how your sources per se work, but, I mean, at 4, at 4 a.m. is somebody calling that reporter going, guess who just checked in here? Actually, no, probably what happened was they used to do this when I was uh, back in my radio reporter days. When you did the morning shift, you always called the state police. You made you made the cop calls in the morning. Yeah. Hey, you know, anything happened to fire department? No, everything's good. And nine out of ten times, nothing happens at all. This is just the one day. Well, yeah, there was this one state lawmaker. Oh, yeah. So that's why when I when I saw the Columbus Republic story, you, you texted me like six in the morning. It's like, yep, that happened overnight. When they when the person came in that morning and made the phone calls, that was a story. Ah, uh, interesting. Uh, Rob Kendall, Dual Game Shabazz, Jim Merritt. The program is State House Happenings. Your weekly look at what's going on with Indiana politics and government. And yes, everybody should uh, should pray for Jim Lucas that he gets the help he needs and does the right thing. All right, so you're back, Abdul. We're back. 
And now you two have something in common, and you're both very good-spirited about it. Uh, you both have attempted to become the uh, mayor of Indianapolis. Uh, you're back with us. Your thoughts, are you glad you did it? Yes. Uh, number one, because uh, as we talked about, as, as sort of the build-up to it, which took forever, and then, then the announcement and then the running, uh, it, it was interesting because I've been in politics, like I said, almost 30 years, as, as, as either as a reporter or as, a, as an operative. So it was interesting to be a candidate to learn just the little things that you can only do, you can only learn when you're an actual candidate. And the one thing I learned particularly, and Jim, I'm sure you'll back me up on this, is that when you talk to regular people who are sort of outside the political bubble, yeah, you get one two things: either some really good, really great ideas, <laughs> or some of the most stupid sh you know what you've ever heard in your entire life. <laughs> Ever everybody, sh- and I'm so glad you did it because, well, look, let's face it: there's no way you're going to beat a guy who's worth maybe a billion dollars. There's just no way you're beating that guy in a primary, right? I mean, you had no idea that guy was going to run, and there's no way unless you – I mean, Barack Obama could have been running, and there's no way you're beating a guy that's got a billion dollars to spend in a mayoral primary. Yeah, it, it would, to, to spend $2 million, to, to, to spend that much money in a municipal primary, is, when I did my research, in Indiana was unheard of. Yeah, I mean, oh, there's, yeah. there's, there's no, no question about it. it. It's, not, it's not like you lost to some guy who, you know, I mean, you didn't John lose. John Couch, Well, yeah. I was going to say, you didn't lose to that guy. <laughs> right. I mean, there's I mean, no, there's no, it's like I bought, you lost to a guy who'd been on the council twice. He knows the rules of the road, and he has a gajillion dollars. Right. How you go beat yeah. that? Yeah. And uh, as I jokingly told you guys, uh, when I got home that night after the primary, my lovely wife, she was like, honey, I feel really sorry for you. You gave it a good shot. Now, can you get this stuff the hell out of my house? Yeah. Well, J- Jim, you, you and I have talked about this for years, that everybody should run for public office once. Some, Yeah, at least precinct committeemen. Yeah. And, uh, you know, Abdul, <clears throat> over the last couple of years, I I, um, I I think I need I needed a some sort of personality test of why I did it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I had $8,000 in the bank. I had just come off a a year campaign because I had a primary opponent in 18 and then a general election opponent. And I had $8,000 in my pocket in my campaign committee. I'm not, I'm just not sure what I was thinking. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I fell on the sword for the party. Uh, I didn't have the, I didn't have really the Republican party United behind me. And, uh, and it really, uh, it, 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 it going and raising a million dollars over 10 months was so difficult that I, and being the party chairman, uh, uh, just prior to my campaign for mayor, I'm not sure what I, what, what I, I, I didn't smoke anything, but uh, <laughs> well, at least that's one of you. <laughs> edibles, sir. Edibles. Edibles. Sir. Edibles. So uh, anyway, I, 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 uh, I did it for my city, and I, and I, and I thought it did it pretty well, but it ended up not looking so good. You've seen the lay of the land, Abdul. I maintain, even though Shreve is a very nice guy, he came on our, our Kendall and Casey show, he was great on there, super likable, great sense of humor, and a lot of money. I maintain it's going to be incredibly difficult for him to win, even having that monetary advantage. You have seen the lay of the land. What do you think? I think Republicans can win Marion County. However, what Republicans have to say is you cannot win with Republicans alone. That, that math just doesn't work. You need moderate uh, Democrats and independent voters to win. And I think Jefferson has a shot at reaching them because he has the financial resources to – you don't have to worry about raising money. So let's take take money out of the equation. What Jefferson has to do is go to this, go to those moderate Democrats, go to those independent voters like, hey, look, we've had eight years of Joe Hogsett. Is the city better off than it was eight years ago? Or was it better off 
was four years ago, or better, was it better off eight days ago? Right. And you, and you, and you, and you hit that message over and over and over again, and you go to people where they are. What, one of the things that I liked about the idea of you running against Joe Hogsett is I have no doubt on a debate stage you will ask Joe, you would have asked Joe Hogsett, where were you during the riots? What were you doing? Why did you disappear? I think that's a key question. Well, and, and we asked Shreve about it when he was on the show, and I think that's kind of the key question, as weird as that sounds, because I think it's something that will resonate with everyone. And I didn't get the feeling that he was all that passionate about gr- sticking it to Hogsett on that issue, and it makes me wonder if he's got the stomach, because, I mean, this this campaign, you got to get nasty to beat a guy like you Joe have to, You have to have the stones. And uh, I, 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 I desperately wanted to talk about the Nothing Burger on 2500 uh city yeah. county building uh but but my my sense just didn't allow me to do it but you're gonna have to get the stones to uh ask the harsh questions and and i'm on record about this i, I you, you know i've said on these airwaves before that uh, jefferson shreve or abdul whoever was going to run against the mayor was going to need a break or two there was going to have to be something that comes along the way uh like for instance if the election would have been held in 2020 uh, I would have wanted to walk. I know this, and but it didn't. It was in 2019. Where were you in the, the time of the riots in that week in May? Which ironically was three years ago this week. Yes, yes. And so you know, it it's um, it is a tough, tough situation in Marion County. It, it, it's not even purple; it's red. And and he is going to have to uh, spend his own money. I've been invited to several fundraisers, and I just kind of wonder if people will give him money, uh, and, and he's going to have to talk to the Republican Party. He's going to have to talk to the governor and 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 uh, the chairman of the party and say, will you support me in this campaign? Uh, because they supported uh, Cindy Carrasco, and look what happened to her. And so it is a big, big uh jump to win the mayor's race in, in uh, as a Republican. And I hope he does. Marion County needs somebody like that that's a businessman that can has uh, the calmness and inviting aspect to um, Marion I, County. I want to touch on this real quick. Abdul, we've got about two minutes left. What's going on with judges in Marion County? Uh, oh, it's funny you ask. A lawsuit has been filed uh, basically saying that claiming that the the way that we pick judges in Marion Con- in Marion County violates the Voting Rights Act and is unconstitutional at the state and the federal level, uh, because uh, unlike the other counties, with the exception of Lake uh, and I want to say think maybe like St. Joe and, and maybe like Allen, uh, judges are elected. In Marion County, the judges are selected by a by a selection committee. Then those names are submitted to the governor. And so yeah, the- I welcome that because I wrote the law. Yeah, yeah, and- yeah. Because the argument is that it violates. What do you what do you think? Marion County voters are too stupid to pick their own judges. <laughs> what was that? You wrote the law. What's the deal with that, Merritt? I wanted everybody to have a chance to uh, in the legal profession to be a to be a judge. Number one, that's in Marion County. But more importantly, I felt as though this was a more fair process because we know that that what. 10, 5% of the people uh, vote in a primary, and then in the general, very few do, and I felt like this is more fair. Somebody told you that was going to hold up in court? I wouldn't have written the law if not that were if that weren't the case. All right, you're the lawyer, Abdul. I mean, when I when I I've thought this for a long time. How can you just have certain counties that elect people differently than other counties? What you're the lawyer? Did Merritt do a good job, or did you go get? Well, what he, you what you can argue in Marion County is because Marion County is, con, is a consolidated county, it gets it gets treated differently. Ah, is that what you is that what you hung your hat on? Uh, yeah. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> That's that, 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 that is, that is one thing that always distinguishes 
uh, when, when, when lawmakers say, hey, why does Marion County get special legislation? Because Marion County isn't like every other. It's totally different. It's, it's a totally different creature. It's a completely different place in the code for Marion County, is it, is city it, uh, county uh, government. Uh, what do you think? I mean, to me, it's like uh, now I see both sides of it. Well, I have, I have You should have done a better job all these years explaining that, Marin. <laughs> I might have felt differently. I have an issue with judges being elected, period. Because I, I prefer judges be selected by a committee. Well, be- what, yeah, what do, you, what do you campaign on? Like, if you're even a Hendricks County judge, what do you, I will throw more people in jail than exactly, the other guy. Exactly. What, 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 now, now, the flip side of that is, if judges do, like, really bad things, like, say, let mass murderers out, how do you hold them accountable? Yeah. yeah. Well, well, yeah. well, you hold them accountable uh, through retention. But then again, once again, you got to do the campaign. It, to do yeah. in, in his home state of Illinois, they elect Supreme Court justices, and they, and they also uh, gerrymander them. Uh-huh. And, and the Democrat Party has, like, three in Cook County. <laughs> all right. Well, we will keep an eye on this. Hey, I'm so glad we're all back together <laughs> Me again. Me too. We got the band back together it's just, again. It's just everybody the way it should be. Abdullah Keep Shabazz, Jim Merritt. Thank you, my friend. Thank, Thank you. you. FreedomFoodsIndiana.com is here to bring fresh fruits and vegetables right to your door. No need to ever leave the home or deal with the stress that is having to go to the store. FreedomFoodsIndiana.com makes it easy to order fresh fruits and vegetables online with the click of a mouse. I'm Rob Kendall. I love FreedomFoodsIndiana.com, and I know you will, too. It's a great way to keep your family eating right without the hassle of having to shop. FreedomFoodsIndiana.com. Rob Kendall, Jim Merritt, Abdul Kim Shabazz. The program is Statehouse Happenings, your weekly look at what's going on with Indiana politics and government. Don't forget, you can find Jim Merritt on Twitter, at Jim underscore Merritt, at Jim underscore Merritt. You can find Abdul on Twitter, at A-T-T-Y Abdul, at A-T. T.Y. Abdul, and you can find me on Twitter at Rob M. Kendall, at Rob M. Kendall. And in addition to that, you can hear me weekdays, 9 until noon, weekdays, 9 until noon, the Kendall and Casey show on 93.1 WIBC Radio in Indianapolis. For Abdul Akib Shabazz, for Jim Merritt, I'm Rob Kendall. You've been listening to Statehouse Happenings.